All right, welcome to episode 110 of the Bobbycast. Let me encourage you to check out Jake Owen's podcast. It's called Good Company with Jake Owen as country star Jake Owen walks you through his life early in his career. He's got new records coming out. So just search for Good Company with Jake Owen and listen to that podcast. Uh, we're doing this next podcast from the building at work, not so much a studio, but in my office, I have a small studio where I usually would cut commercials. And so uh, we were talking to Morgan number two, who is the newest addition to our room, to the main room. So that's episode 110. It's the Bobby cast. Thanks for hanging out. Be sure to check out that Jake Owen podcast and uh, share this with your friends too. If there's one that you like, like the Red Aikens one, that one gets shared a lot. If you like one, like the Kip Moore one, or if you go way back, just share it. The only reason we get to be heard by people and, and you know, shared is because you share it. So thank you. And now let's go to our uh, Bobby cast with Morgan number two. Here we go. All right, welcome to the Bobby cast. Uh, Morgan number two is here. Hey, Morgan. Hey, what's up? So we are actually in between setups. So at like 1030, we have to go back in the studio to record some stuff. So we have about 30 minutes or so. I just wanted to bring you in because you haven't actually been on the Bobby cast as a guest yet. Yeah, this is my first time. Is she the only one? I guess Hillary hasn't, but Hillary. Yeah, Hillary. So you've been with the show for how long? Uh, we're going on nine months, almost 10. Not a year yet. No, not a year. Before you came and were part of our show, what, what, what were you doing here? I was the digital program director of Nashville. So I oversaw six radio stations and their social medias. So you did what you do for us, but for a bunch of radio stations. Yes. All the stations combined, was it what our show is? Like work-wise? Like, I don't uh, Amount? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's different. So I get to focus on the show, and I get to focus on people and their personalities and stuff, whereas the radio show, I was really focused on the brands. On the radio and station? Yeah, like it was focused on the genre of music, and it was harder. It was harder to connect with, so it was just a different type of work, but probably about the same. Well, you never even were expecting to be part of the show. No, that was never in my like, I just never thought it would happen. I never thought the job would open. I thought it would always be full. Well, Nada had it. You know, she was with us for five five years before she left. Is that right? And so Nada left, and nobody knew Nada was leaving. I knew Nada was leaving. Nada told me she was leaving. And so I remember pulling Morgan number two, and we were just going to fill in. Yeah. As we looked for, because we did look for people. We had interviews, and we talked to a bunch of people. And that's when I learned that you were actually a listener of the show when you were a kid, mm-hmm. which was so weird because <laughs> I had no idea. But you grew up in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, back in back in Wichita. And when you guys were on the pop station, mm-hmm. it's when I listened to you guys. And I'd drive in my, when I first learned to drive, you guys were the first radio station I started listening to. And just from then on, I kept that's listening. That's so weird. I know. And, and to this day, like, I can't remember specific moments, but I can remember driving to high school every morning and I was listening to you guys and I was listening to pop music. That's all I remember. So then you go to school at Kansas State? Yeah. Out of high school? Mm-hmm. How, that's Manhattan? Manhattan, Kansas, yeah. How far is that from? About two and a half hours. You like it there? I loved it. Kansas State is incredible. Like my favorite school ever. And what'd you study? Journalism. To do what? I wanted to be on news. I wanted to go on the news side of things. I always you thought I'd be, be a anchor? news anchor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so did you I do did the TV? Like, the, did you do the? Because I did it. Where I was like the anchor of the college news. Yes. Did you do that? Yeah, I was like a TV broadcaster, and then it, entertainment's really hard to get into. Entertainment of any kind, any art. Yeah, it's hard to actually make a living at. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, oh, news is like a good way to get into broadcast journalism, which is what I wanted to do. And then out of college, I'd interned at was 
what was then Clear Channel before it was iHeartRadio. I'd intern at a radio station just to get some time in. And they had an opening as like a graphic designer. I was like, well, I don't really design things, but I could probably figure out the rest. And I kind of managed my way in an interview. And from then on, it was like, okay, well, I guess I'm in radio now. Now you're in radio. <laughs> so then you started working for our station in Wichita. Yeah. I don't remember meeting you, but did you worked our events, right? Yeah. I worked when you guys came like the first time as the Raging Idiots in Wichita and played. The first, was that at the, um, with, with Kelsey? Yeah. like At, at the Circle Indoor, what was the place yes, called? Uh, oh my gosh. I can't even think of it right now, but it's like a little theater venue. Yeah. We were, we were so bad. At that point, you guys hadn't even Nothing. started your band. Like it was no, just you and Eddie. It was just Eddie and I and Kelsey. Yep. And Kelsey would open and then she'd come up and play with us. Kelsey Ballerini. And there were 3,000 people that showed up. Even then. Yeah. You that's why huge. My book tour, because I, I haven't been, Wichita was the first market we ever went on. Like at someone in Wichita, I mean, I know who it was, but he took our show and I said, hey, if you let me do it for free, like I'll pay for everything. I'll pay for the transmission. I'll pay for the phone lines, like every single part of it I'll pay for. But we need that real estate. We need that, the, the morning show. And they gave it to us. And it was the first station that we ever were successful on outside of Austin where we just had one city. It's the only one we were in. Yeah. And I said, I will forever, the rest of my career, make sure to go to Wichita at least once a year every year. And I haven't been this year. Now, granted, it's only March right now. But as I'm touring out the rest of the year, I don't. we can't make a comedy show work yet. You can't. But on my book tour, I'm going to go to, I will for sure go to Wichita. Because, man, it's so cool. Everybody's just so warm and welcoming to us. We don't even live there. Yeah, that's but the they crazy, love you guys. That's the craziest part to me. Is I always have this weird thing too where I go, I don't know why people like me. Like I don't know how that we as a show and even me at times have this rabid following of listeners who will do whatever. Like I don't quite understand what it is that makes them so passionate. The same thing about Wichita. I've never lived there. We just randomly got lucky with that town and I've stayed loyal to it, but they didn't have to like me to begin with. No, but I think you guys radiate like this super just chill energy. And that's how Wichita is. People are so cool and laid back and they just love an environment that is positive. And that's exactly what the show is. So what's that room like for you in there now? Because Morgan number two sits, I sit behind the big table and then everybody else sits on the other side of the table. Yes. So I sit on one side and Morgan number two sits exactly in front of me and there's a monitor kind of covering us. So we never really see each other eye to eye because there's a big computer screen right in the front of us. But you do sit right in front. Like I could reach out and touch you as the show's going. Yeah. But you sit in the room, you sit at the big kids table because it's Amy, you, Lunchbox, and Eddie. Mm-hmm. And how has that been? Good. I mean, my first few months, man, I was I was just so scared. Of what? I never wanted to talk because it's one of those things where you're like, you don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to do the wrong thing. And you're like, I got to figure out all of these people and who they are first before I figure out how I'm going to navigate and my personality is going to work. So you mean figure out all the people. Do you mean that, that we were different from what you expected? Well, I think I think anybody in entertainment's different than what you expect. Everybody puts on a front. I mean, just normal people put on a front. And so when I got in there, I started to find out like just different sides of people's personalities that they weren't always showing on air. So it was cool, but it was always quiet. Like we talk so much on the on the mics and then it's just quiet in the studio and it takes a long time to learn people that way because you're not talking all the time. You would think that's how it is, but you guys talk so much on air that when the mics are off, you're like, oh, I get a break. I get to breathe. 
Yeah, it's a it's a breathe, and then for me, it's also I'm preparing for what's coming up next. So I've got my laptop up, and I'm going over notes, going, okay, what are we going to talk about next? But the thing is, the rest of the show doesn't know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So nobody has the notes. Now Mike D does. I give him a copy just so he can kind of predict where I'm going, you know, hand me sheets of paper and stories and reminders. But other than that, nobody else on the show has any idea. So you're right. As soon as I'm done, off. Mm -hmm. Eddie and I may joke a bit about something. Yes. But most of the most of the time, it's really quiet in there. Like unless a really funny bit happens, we may laugh a little bit and then just quiets down again. You've also come in at a time where we've been together for almost 15 years now. Yeah. We pretty much said everything. Yeah, I mean, my, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we pretty much talked about everything. I, I also think that because you work in the morning with that, like I'm just not a morning person. Never been a morning person. I am never pleasant at, <laughs> in, whenever I roll in, I'm just never, never pleasant. And so it takes me till about 7.15. Then I'm like, so the first hour and a half, I'm just faking it. Like, yeah. woo, look at me. Like how positive I am. <laughs> hey, baby, it's good. Woo, love it. But, it sucks. Every morning it sucks. And I think that's the thing too. Every, you have to handle this all differently in the morning. Yeah. Because I'm not sure. a morning person. Well, and that, that's that's what's hard too is you do have to handle everybody different. Everybody has different personalities and you guys have known each other for so long. And I'm kind of like the new kid that got introduced at school. And it's like, mm. But we welcomed you in though. Yes. There's a difference yeah. in a new kid who gets forced into a classroom. Yes. And someone who's welcomed in. Absolutely. So what's the front? Like you say, everybody puts on a front or a different side. So what about Amy? What side of people? I, I don't know the front maybe, but what's, what side do we not see of Amy that you see? Could you sit right beside her? I think it's just that she has so much going on in her life. Personally. Yeah. And there's so much more to her than sweet Amy. Like she has these fun, feisty personalities and she also has like really timid personalities. And that that was interesting to me because on air... She's always very sweet or she's kind of motherly on air, but she has a really good like mix of personalities on the side. And sometimes that, especially too, like insecurities, people always think that famous people, we have it all good and everything's great. But Amy's gone through a lot and she's had a lot in her life. You think you're famous? No. Did you hear her say we? She goes, famous people, <laughs> we, we famous. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even think I'm famous. Do you think no. you're famous? No, no, no. I mean... I'm just saying, especially you and Amy and Lunchbox, like you guys have been at this for so long that you are famous in a sense, you I, know? I always say we're we're regionally known. We're, we're, we're I mean, I would say like United States. We're moderately known, regionally known. Um, I think with a, and I think our show's a bit different now because we don't have as much room to talk. We used to do a full talk show for five hours, maybe play one song an hour. Now we're playing four songs an hour. And yeah. as things get bigger, you have to, kind of uh, trim things up a bit. And so so I think s- some of Amy's, I would say angry Amy at times is coming out now because she just comes in tired. Yeah. And when you're tired, because I do this, when I'm tired, that's when I get in trouble or do the best radio. <laughs> if I come in and I'm exhausted, it's the best or worst show because I just don't, I always care about the product, but the creative part of me goes, I'm just going to throw it out there because I don't, I don't have the energy to try to put bread on each side of this meat sandwich. Yeah. And so Amy's now, this, sometimes she comes in and she's just a ball of, and especially in the last three months, it's your kids. She's a ball of fire. But, and I'll go, whoa, didn't know that was coming today. <laughs> but I think you're right. And we've been able to see a bit more of Amy's personality on this show in the last few years, uh, in the last few months, especially because of the kids. Yeah. When you come in tired or upset, you just, it's like, I'm not even doing a show. And we try to not do a show show anyway. We try to be as real as possible. But okay, how about uh, Eddie? 
I think I think Eddie is the most authentic in, on air and in person. He's really like he doesn't transition much. Like when he goes off air, he's still about the same person. He's still kind of ornery and doesn't act like a dad sometimes, but he's also still a dad. See, I think Eddie's plays a role way a bunch. Like you he, do? Oh yeah, probably okay. the most. Him or Lunchbox? Because Lunchbox is a really sweet guy. He's Lunchbox is also a real dick, like me at times too. <laughs> but I think that Eddie does that whole "Oh, I'm such a father, such a daddy." He, I, I that's. <laughs> He plays that up so much. Yeah. It's funny to hear your perception on things being around us for eight months. I know. Because neither one of us are right. There's no, I don't believe really in truth, just perceptions. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's true. The other hard part for me is I haven't got to hang out with you guys much outside of the show. I yeah, haven't I guess you're learned right. your guys' lives outside of the show much because I came in at such a unique time for all of you that there's so much going on in your personal lives. And I'm just kind of like, I'm going to wait until maybe the waters settle. and The I water will never settle. But you're right. Now that I think about it, I don't think you and I have ever hung out. No, not outside of Which work. makes me feel bad. But I, you know what? I don't hang out with anybody. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't reach. I can't believe we've never hung out outside of work. Ever. Well, every time I've been in a situation, I think I've always been around you guys for something work-related. Even if it wasn't in the studio, it was work-related. Not crazy abnormal when we're, and related to me. Because that's really all I do. Yeah. But... Uh, but that is still weird that we've never like had. But that's a two way street meal. too. It's still my fault. I'm I've just been scared. Like I think the hardest thing for me is I'm just kind of this is such a unique situation, and until you're put in it, you have no idea how you're gonna act. It's a it's a wild room to walk into because again we've known each other so long. Yeah, we've been fr- it, even Eddie who hasn't been on the show but for a few years has been my friend for twelve years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're the one in the room that isn't intertwined from years and years and years and yeah. friendship hasn't brought you into the room you know you're you were here we needed someone to fill in you filled in we're like well she's pretty good we don't hate her and let's just start with there and yeah it's a weird play. okay so with lunchbox i always say he always plays up his angry side and we try to go like dude you show your nice side like yeah, talk sure. about your chair talk about and uh, <laughs> but he's a weird one because he gets rage filled yeah but he's also really kind yeah, he has a he he does have a big heart and he's very sweet, but he's he's also so loud. His personality is just loud. Like even when he's really sweet, he's being loud. And he's obnoxious, and I don't mean obnoxious meaning it, it's all bad. Yeah, like obnoxious can also be funny. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now he feels like he owes it to everyone to be this loud, just at times angry person all the time. But sometimes he does flip the rage switch. Yes, and it's real. Mm-hmm. It's unlike anybody else on the show. Ever, when he gets like the boxing thing he flipped oh yeah i've seen him so scary i've seen him flip on amy and he goes rage eyes and you go whoa whoa whoa! you gotta stop you gotta yeah. stop because that is a thing where boom it's on and if you don't stop him he's gonna scream and get yeah that was a, that was a crazy <laughs> he goes rage when he goes rage box you have to watch out but yeah. yeah and i but i do think lunchbox a bit has started to share some of that with us a bit he started to dip his toe in the I don't always have to be a dickhead water. Yeah, but it's still there. I think he just has such different opinions on things that he's always kind of the outstanding opinion. You know what I mean? He always has the different thing to say than anybody else. And it's it's the unpopular opinion. 
He's that kind of person. I think all of us have, like Amy has a a different opinion as everybody. I just think he's louder, so it comes across as way different. Yeah, like his personality is so loud, so when he says it, it's like, what are you saying? What's happening? Because Amy has a different opinion than everybody in the room, too. Yes, but she says it's sweet, so she makes you feel like it's not that bad. Right. Yeah. So, okay, what about me? Oh, man. I don't know. You're you're so complex. I'm still figuring you out. Honestly. I don't think I don't think Amy fig- has figured me. I don't, I don't think I have figured me out. That's why I go to therapy all the time. Well, there's some days I come in and I'm like, oh, Bobby likes me, and then I'm like, oh, Bobby hates me. But I'm like, I don't know. Which it's it none is. of that. <laughs> it's Amy and I have this thing we're going to talk about. Where we're going to write numbers on because Amy and I are both just head cases and very sensitive in our own ways. Yeah. So we're just going to write down the number on how we're feeling that day when we walk in, and if our numbers around the same, if I feel like a seven and she's a six or seven, we're pretty good. But I came in yesterday and I was like a three, two and a half, three. My dog's dead and I've been upset about that and just a few things that happened. And so I, I would have come in and written a two on the board, which means handle with care. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, no, no, I, I don't ever not like anybody <laughs> or you wouldn't be in the room. This is true, but like, I, I don't do good with confrontation. I like to always either have it out or not have any at all. And so anytime I'm like, I don't know how somebody feels about me, I kind of retreat. Do you ever ask Amy about that? Because I mean, she's the king of handling me. Yes and no. I mean, right. I don't really ask her anything because I just know she has so much on her plate. I'm like, that's the last thing you're assigning all these things to people. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't assign that everybody has all this stuff to do. I just like to be cautious of other people's lives. But you'll never break that barrier unless you actually break it. If you're waiting for someone else to break the barrier to you, it will never be broken. Which is so weird because... Every every other time in my life, that's how I've been. But with this show, I think I've just kind of turned into an introvert. Like, I'm just scared. I just don't want to make the wrong move. But there's not a right move or there's a wrong move. If you reached out, if you text me one day and say, hey, can we go have lunch or something? I was, I'd be like, ooh, I don't want to eat lunch, eat late breakfast, but we can figure something out. And I would say yes to that. Well, then I need to do that. And that's my fault you, I haven't done it, though, because I'm scared. Yeah, I don't think you should assign a fault, but I just think you're never, <laughs> nothing is going to happen unless you make it happen. We were talking about it on the show today because I was saying, hey, you know, they, they should let me do this. this and Amy's like, man, you got big head there. I said, listen, if my dreams aren't big for me, nobody else's dreams are big for me. If you don't make things happen for you, nobody else gives a crap. No one's going to make things happen for you. That's true. So you have to go, hey, Amy, if you get a, what I'll do, there are people that I know are very busy and I go through the same thing with them, but I'll say, hey, if anything in April, if uh, lunch, let me know and just make it wide open that way. I've asked and they can still find a place to where I'm not assigning myself into their life in an uncomfortable way. Cause I can tell it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yes, it does. So don't just, but a bit of all of breaking through is being uncomfortable until you're not. Yeah. And I need to do that. And I, and I feel it and I know it, but it's still that, that half fear of being like, Oh, I just don't want to say something. I don't want to upset somebody. Or, but that's the, that's the luxury that we all have. Is we've been friends. We all say things and upset each other all the time, all the time. And so eventually, you're going to do that. So do you want to do it now? Or you want to do it later? Like, just <laughs> whenever you want to get in. I know, I know. I I think I'm like half half in. I'm about like I was tiptoeing at the beginning. I put one foot in. Now I need like that other foot to jump full in. You're well liked. Everybody likes you. If I didn't like you, you wouldn't be around. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, I can go, hey, uh, goodbye. Or, hey, <laughs> you know, c- join the show. Yeah. You know, that's when you, for now that my name is on the show. So I get to make those decisions. So you feel like you're well liked? 
I do. I mean, I, I don't feel like I have a controversial personality, but I just, I think I have a fear of being unliked. And that's, that's something to me that I just have to deal with. Let me, so. t- let me talk about Warby Parker for a second. Okay. All right. I got a, com- I got a commercial to do over here. Do it. Uh, free try on pro- uh, at home program, which I've done this before. Five pair of glasses. Try them off for five days. There's no obligation to buy. Ships for free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. All you have to do is go to warbyparker.com slash bobby and you can order your free try-ons right to your home today. And so glasses start at 95 bucks, including prescription lenses. Lenses include anti-glare, anti-scratch. I posted a picture on my Instagram the other day of like nine pair of glasses. I bet five or six of them were Warby Parker glasses. So there's that Warby Parker iTunes app, which there, there's just a lot. And so if you're looking for glasses, let me suggest you go over to warbyparker.com slash bobby and what happens is you get this box and all the glasses that you've picked from online are in this box and you get to keep them and share them and and then put them on and go hey sally i don't know if you have a friend named sally she's probably a little older maybe you go, hey uh rebecca how are my glasses and then she tells you and if you like them you keep them and you get the lenses put in and if you don't that's okay too it's pretty seamless warbyparker.com slash bobby warbyparker.com slash bobby and you can see that they have an iphone depth camera too you can try glasses on basically without even having them on your head so there you go warby parker i do love them all right back to me because let's talk about this so you say i'm complex (laughs) what does that mean just that i know that there's so much to you and there's so much good to you and i know that a lot of bad things have happened in your life and that's what typically happens with complex people that's where that personality comes from is that so much has happened to him, so they have all of these different emotions, and they're just hard to figure out because they've already figured out life. They already know how they feel about a lot of things, and that's how I think you are, and I think you're very sure of yourself now. I think if I would have met you 15 years ago, that wouldn't have been the case, but I think now I'm meeting you at a really cool time in your life where you're just, you're, you feel really good, and that's the complex that I find, but then some days I come in, and I'm like, okay. Oh, I don't know, Bobby. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I think personally, my life is a disaster. But professionally, I mean, I think success breeds confidence. And I've had a good run of success there. But you only see me in the professional. That's the weird thing. You're talking about that you only see me at work. Like, if you ask Amy that, she would go, oh, he's a nightmare. He's a disaster. (laughs) He's just, he's a troubled. Amy texts me all the time. You okay? You good? You okay? But that's true. You've only seen this side. But I think that's what makes you complex is at least you're in touch with your emotions. You know. Oh, yeah. I'm so emotional. You know that. Yeah, you're- right, Mike? Yeah. I'm so in touch with my emotions. That's why Mike and I get along. Mike and I will travel for four or five hours and we'll be like, hey, man, you good? Yeah. Cool. Check back in in three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll see you on the end of the flight when we get our bags. Yeah. But we're sitting next to each other. Yeah. 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 But we'll talk then. But I don't say much outside of the show. Yeah. I'm I mean, a- I know that from from texting you just about very small things. Our conversations are very short and they're very limited. And it was you were talking about how you had responded to a lot of texts about Dusty. And when I texted you, you responded with a pig emoji. And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's but, true. I wonder why I responded with a pig. I think that's probably just one of them up. Yeah. And I wanted people to... What up? You missed the pound fist. Maybe. maybe oh, it, was, it was a pound fist and a pig. It was both. But I just didn't understand the pig part. Hmm. <laughs> well... I don't either now that I think back, but I was just sending messages back. I think an emoji is as good as a few words. Yes. What am I supposed to say to that too? Copy and paste the same thing too. I could have done that. Yeah. Said, hey, thank you for your sweet message. It makes sense. I feel like consistency is such an important part of communication that people just know I'm not going to spend a lot of time with this superfluous. Yeah. I'm just not. I'm not good at small talk. I'm not good at 
just texting for the sake of it. Um, I, I've tried to be better, but I feel like I'm always consistent. So people know that when I send an email, it's only at three lines. It's not because I'm being angry or mean. It's just because this is what I want to get done. Yeah. No, it makes sense. And I knew that it was, that was your way of responding. I sent you back a turtle. I was like, I, I hope that's go. what, what works for you. And if there that turtle is. makes you happy, I hope it does. So <laughs> you, you having fun doing the show? Yeah, I love the show. I mean, I love what I do and I feel like I'm really good at it. I kind of let people get to me sometimes, like all of our Facebook haters. You can't but... even, well, yeah, I say you can't look, but people only really write mean things on Facebook. Yes. Like that's what they use it for. I, my analogy is, let's say you're watching Scrubs on TV and you think it's a quite funny episode. And it's also 1997 in this uh, analogy, <laughs> but you're watching Scrubs and you don't send a message to the Scrubs people going, I really enjoyed your show. Yeah. Now, so anyone that's listening to our show and laughs at it and loves it, they don't just go, you know what, I'm moved to go and write a message about what I really enjoyed. It's the one thing that they decided not to like. Or... And so, but instead it gives everyone a release to talk about what they don't like and to have a sense of power when they may not have it. Yeah. We all do it, but all of a sudden you're equal with everyone else in Facebook land. Mm-hmm. And maybe in life in certain areas, you don't feel equal as everyone else. And so all of a sudden Facebook is this universal place where everyone has the same voice and you want to use it and show that you have some, it, it's a bad place. It is. It's a, you, such a bad place. You can't get, they're probably all Russian anyway. <laughs> I'll go I, with, I'll go with that when but, I start reading them. But you can't, like Facebook is the worst of all of them. It is. The tone of yeah. all, of all. Like if, if I post something on Facebook, which I rarely do on the show page and I am open about it. I don't even look at that thing anymore. <laughs> Occasionally, I'll look to make sure that just see what stories you're posting, but I don't even look at it. But I can look at Instagram and Twitter, and there's just a different vibe. Yeah, in, in all the places. I think it's too that it has something to do with the ages that people are using. I've noticed that Facebook is older ages. Twitter and Instagram tend to be the younger ages, and I don't know obviously where that spectrum lies and how old. But Facebook, I just find more often than not, it's that older group that really just are going to town on Facebook comments and that's their place of doing it. Whereas Twitter and Instagram is more uplifting and, and maybe it just has to do with the younger generation being more adjusted to social media and liking it. But man, I just, that's the biggest thing I notice is every time it's always somebody older and they're just hating on life. So they hate everything. On Facebook. Yeah. Well, so one of the recent things was you challenged Lunchbox to a boxing match. Oh, yeah. And Twitter voted that you guys should fight. Yes. Twitter was like 65%. Let's, let's do it. And Facebook, because you can see the comments. That's yes. a thing, too. On, on Twitter, if you reply to someone, you never know if it gets seen. Yeah, exactly. On Facebook, it's posted up there. And, and so, it's for other people to comment, too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So th there's that where people want comments on their comments. Yep. But Facebook was probably pretty brutal. Oh, yeah, it was brutal. I, I didn't go look. I mean, I, there was one that I just responded to cause she was like, cause we had just said that, Hey, Morgan number two is behind the Facebook. It's not Bobby. He's not posting about himself kind of thing. Right. And, um, she had said something mean about me. I was like, Hey, that's me. Thanks. Shout out. Cool. And then she started responding with all these screenshots of mean things people have said. I was like, dang, that took a lot of time for you to Wait, do that. Wait, she went and screenshotted things people have said about you? Yeah. All the bad things people had said. And I was like. Dang, you really put a lot of effort into that. But, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, at this point I log off. Sometimes I'll have enough to be like, here's my, hey, thanks, cool. But then I just give up. <laughs> You'll never get adjusted to it. But what you can do is 
sometimes not put yourself in the situation to be around it. Yes. So I'll go and it'll drive me crazy to walk because these are the same people that listen all day. And if you, or let's just say they're talking about uh, something political. If a political candidate came up to them, they would be like, oh, it's really great to meet you. But on Facebook, they would write, oh, you're the devil. Yeah, I hate yes. you. You die. And so Facebook's also fictional land where nothing, it's not real. You can say whatever you want because it's not real and you're never going to meet you. So mm-hmm. why does the person, why does it matter to them? You're just somebody who's on a radio show. They have an opinion about, I'm under the impression that if I can just make people react, I don't really care how. <laughs> I'm good because it's so hard to even matter to people anymore. So yep. if I just get people riled up. You're I, doing something right. And with me, it's none of us are Mr. Rogers, like perfect humans. Yeah. And if we're perfect humans on the air all the time, that means we're not really us. So sometimes I should say things that piss people off. I'm totally cool with that. And it's still, I don't think that anything, I think people are ridiculous. They're like, she's a girl. I'm like, no, if he didn't want to fight her because he felt like he was going to beat her up real bad or physically, or he had trained, but not just because she's a girl. Yeah. That's how I felt. Like, I want to fight you because I'm too big and strong and I've well, trained more than I didn't, you. I wouldn't ever say I could beat you because like, I, I know you box all the time. <laughs> I wouldn't even fight Mike D because I feel like I would pound him. Right, Mike D? Yeah. Okay, still, <laughs> regardless about guy or girl, that doesn't matter. It's just like, he, what do you go? I wouldn't fight Ronda Rousey because she's a girl. No, he probably wouldn't fight her because she beat his butt, not because yeah. she's a girl. That was my only point, that if your excuse is she's a girl, that doesn't float. If your excuse is, no, I'm going to hurt him or her or they're too young or they're not in shape enough, then I get it. Yeah. But she's a girl just doesn't float for me because I don't like that excuse of why... You shouldn't compete. It, also, it's there's rules. It's, it's not like a bar fight or yeah, it's not a street home. fight. We're not going outside. There the, are rules yeah. and gloves and a referee. It's an Olympic sport. So yeah, I thought any people were like we well, should never hit a girl. No one's saying hit a girl. We're, yeah. we're having two competitors compete against each other in a sport with rules that they've both agreed to. But I do think too, he lost a boxing match once. He doesn't. Want and to two, there's no win <laughs> if he beats you up in a boxing match. Yeah. So what? But like, I You're think, five foot tall. Yeah. And, and if he loses, oh, it's over. Like He's done. Yeah. There is no win. Yeah, I get that. But I think it's so healthy to have friendly competition between male and female. And people are so against that. Yeah, I agree too. Again, as long as it's equally. Like, I don't. I think if Lunchbox challenged you, it's like, I want to beat yeah. you up. It's up to you to go, hey, yeah, I think you're a little too big and too too strong. Even if a large, even if Ronda Rousey challenged you. Well, yeah, I wouldn't go up. You wouldn't. I, yeah. But it I, was just a fun, I, like, I also friendly think conversation. It was fun and friendly, and it turned. Yeah. But I also think you could beat him up. Like, <laughs> all that is like, like, I do think Morgan number two would beat him up or outbox him, excuse me. Yes. So, yeah, people got upset uh, about that. No, I didn't really care. The only thing I cared to put back at him was his only reason that you were a girl. Yeah. I don't think that's fair. I don't think it is either. But it, his his reasoning kind of changed like eight different times oh, yeah, throughout kept, that. It was like, he kept, no, he's, she's a he girl. No, I can't. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, don't let those. Whoa, 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 that stuff will always bother you. But you have to not be around, not make yourself be around it as much. Now you're in the your job is to be around web stuff. You don't have to read every thread. You can't. We can't possibly monitor every comment on our Facebook page. This is true. We can't. And I didn't. But then that girl brought to light every single one. I was like, dang, that was rough. So. Mm. But, but it's okay. I mean, honestly, when it happened, I I thought of something that you had said where it was just like, you can't you can't change what people say, so you just have to change like your reaction to it. And so I just was like, okay, I'm gonna go away from this for a while. Yeah, you can always 
judge yourself by how other people react to you and how you handle that situation. Because people are always going to have, about me, people are always going to have angry things to say about me. Always. And if they stop, then I'm too safe and I'm going to fail and flame out. If I ever stop having big opinions, no one's going to be able to agree or disagree with those opinions. And then I'm going to go away. Yes. So, and I understand that. And at times I got to take the, the old stick and put it in the soup and just shake it up. I don't even think that was a shakeup yesterday. Like I honestly no. just thought it was a fun. <laughs> I was laughing so hard at that segment that I had tears in my eyes. It was really one of those segments that I think I laughed harder than anything so far this year. But yeah, don't let that get to you. Okay. You can't let that get to you because it will be way worse. Well, I will, I will tell you that segment yesterday, I think that was the most like authentic version of myself because I am a little spitfire. I have a lot of energy. You even put up a front, right, Mike? <laughs> Mike yeah. says nothing all day. <laughs> I, I, I had dinner with a friend last night and she was like, hey, she goes, so Mike D does comedy out on the road? I said, yeah, he goes out and does the first 10 minutes. She goes, I never heard him talk. <laughs> I said, he doesn't. In the studio, I don't think Mike D says three words no. all morning. He just knows where I'm going. Or tries to predict it and is always handing me paper and notes. And like, here's the story you're about to talk about. Here's this, this, this. But, nah, interesting. So, are you happy with your decision to join the show? Yes. I'm always happy. Always happy in life? No, just that I joined this, that I decided to take the jump and do it. Even though my, you know, there was uncomfort in doing that and fears and stuff. I took that leap and I did it. Man, if you ever get into something where there is no uncomfort or fear, you're probably not getting into anything worth being in. Exactly. Imagine if you got into something and you're like, ah, I'm totally comfortable and I don't fear anything. Like you're just gonna tread water. Yeah. You're not you're not moving anywhere. You're not doing anything. What's the to help goal? Yourself. What's the goal for you? Honestly, this was the goal. When I had started in radio, I was like, that would be the the ultimate dream job. And now I'm kind of like, I I don't know. Like this is just kind of I hit this goal, now I gotta figure out what you do, what your next move is, and how I your know. career I don't is going to go. I don't even know what my next move is. Like, so talk about unpredictable. Mike, what's going to happen with us? I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. And I, and I think even a bit, that's got to weigh on everybody else because they're like, what's Bobby going to do? Yeah. But I don't know. So what do you guys want from me? <laughs> you got lots of options. What do you want? What's everybody You're want from me? You're an idol person now. I mean, that's not... That's just going to be some episodes and be over. But that has oddly opened up a bunch of doors where people are like, hey, we hear you're cool. So they don't even know if I'm cool. They don't know anything about me. It's, but I've been able to see it firsthand from a different place where people in California now are going, LA are going, hey, so we hear you're kind of cool. We'd like to offer you. And I'm like, you don't even know anything about Like you haven't seen anything. You just heard I might be kind of cool. And you're offering me something. And they go, yeah. And I go, oh, that's what the culture is all about. Yeah. Like it's just people trying to get up and do, but that's, I'm never, I don't say never. I don't think I'll ever stop doing radio in some form. I do. I do think podcasts will be very big for you. Yeah. And I think this one is too. And, you know, I think we've put a lot of effort and work into this and there are some guys have been doing it for five years already. Um, But I think that how we've developed this little program of not just the show, but promoting it through the radio show and intertwining it with other shows. I do think that's a bit different and I think it'll work. I want to build, I'd rather build a studio in my house and just do everything, never leave my house. I don't think that's, that, <laughs> then you that's become like a really true introvert and we'd have to like come and pry you out of your house. Amy's already talked about if they ever build you a studio in your house, we'll never see you again <laughs> ever. You can't, then you'll be the recluse on the news like 50 years from now. Like this guy hasn't left his house. Yep. Yeah. It would be awesome. Yeah. I'd as long ne- as you have a good setup, I think you're pretty good. I'd never have to leave my house. So, 
personally, at the time of this podcast, your boyfriend's not here. He's no, he's in Wisconsin. How weird is it to have your personal life broadcast now to everybody? It's hard. It is it's hard. Really right? hard. Yeah, it's hard. And there's days where I'm like, gosh, am I ever gonna get married? Like, is somebody really gonna be able to put up with all this? But look at me. I am, I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. It's an adjustment. And you either have to go in or not. Like, Eddie has decided not to go in. Mm-hmm. He just says, he's like, I'm not talking about my wife. No kids, pictures. I'm going to act like I'm a good. And that's just his thing. So I don't really use him for that anymore. He's funny, witty. I can talk with him about things. But I know he's he's decided that he's not going to be vulnerable and put that part out there. He doesn't have to. That's not his yeah. job. But he's decided that doesn't, that's not what he wants to do. Um, what he does is he provides someone that's pretty quick and can make funny comments back with stories and does a great job of what he's hired to do, which is edit videos. And yeah. We plan to be great to hang around. We plan a band together. <laughs> We're like someone like Amy and myself. We just kind of put it all out there, good or bad. And we've committed to that. But you have to either commit or not because I, I can't kind of be tiptoeing around what you want to talk about. And I And for me, like I... I like being authentic. I know you make fun of my Instagram posts and my... Your vague, <laughs> you know, feeling. And she, yeah, she's on stairs looking down and all this is a hashtag, feeling confused. And I'm like, about what? <laughs> I want to see your picture. I want to know what you're feeling confused about so I can help. Yeah. Yeah, once I was like, oh, she's leaving the show. It was some... It was like, I'm, I miss home. And it has all of her like moms and sisters and aunts that look exactly like you. And they're all together. She's like, I miss home. My only dream in life is to move back home and get off the Bobby Bone Show hashtag. And I'm like, wait, by reading this, I would lead me to assume that you want to leave the show. She's like, no, I just felt that way that night. It's true, though. Like, I mean, I like putting myself out there in that sense. So I am all in and it's hard. It doesn't mean it's not hard to do that, but um i am and and he's great and he's been super supportive so i you know that's all i can ask for ever did his friends so. ever call him and go hey heard no not really can we address the fact that we have two morgans on this show and that i ne- i don't know another morgan in my life <laughs> just two right here yeah well that morgan number one doesn't chance. get talked about because she's hardly ever on the air so it's easier just to remove their a morgan number one yeah so, so now there's a Morgan number two without a Morgan number one. But it sticks out. And that's why I kept it that way. Because yeah. it's such a name that people remember. Morgan number two. Like yeah. what? You don't even need a Morgan. If someone just called me and said, hey, my name's Trent number seven. I would go, huh, I, I met a few Trents. I don't remember them, but I remember Trent number seven. And so, yeah, so it's stuck. Mm-hmm. And now you, you slowly have your own segments. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it feels weird that this is happening. That, the, that this is real life. That people at home listen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My my sisters, my two oldest sisters grew up listening to you before I ever did. And so they know you guys. They feel like they know you guys better than I do. And they'll always text me after after segments and, and say how they feel about things. And I'm like, gosh, I feel like you guys know them better than I do. And I sit in that studio every day. But they all do. And it's fun. And they love it. And are they, cool. they proud of you? Yeah. Is it I'm, cool to them? Yeah. All of them, and that's always the topic of conversation when I go home. So uh, sometimes I avoid it because I'm like, I don't want to talk about work when I come home. Do they say, what's Amy like? Yes. Oh, they ask about how all of you guys are like in real life. What's Amy like in real life? Nice and sweet and feisty. Those are like the three things I would describe her with. What's uh, What's Bobby like in real life? Um, caring, sometimes introverted, and exciting. Exciting? Yeah. Am I exciting? Man, I, I think she 
Did we mute her? That word un. Un-exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You have. You have a really good personality about you when you get excited about things. You can tell when you're really excited, and you get other people excited about them. And you mm. have a way of doing that. That's really cool. Which again, back to our first point, I have no idea why people get excited about things that I get excited about. But I do appre- I appreciate it. But I don't always understand it. Um, anything else, Mike, you want to know about Morgan number two? Oh, I feel like I've gotten to know her better. You have gotten to know her better? Yeah, maybe what, once or twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you guys yeah. hung out? Yeah. Look at this. Uh, here's what I would suggest to you, Morgan number two. You should reach out to everybody on the show separately and say, hey, listen, if you get, I'd like to get on the cal- on your calendar. And with me now especially... Uh, not to totally douche it up, but my calendar's jam-packed. I mean, you guys are no more douchier than saying I have a full calendar. But I think I fill my calendar up so I don't have alone time, especially now. It's it's, it's a whole uh, two-sided thing. Like, I'm such a douche, but I just, I'm a douche because I'm actually hurting. You know, that kind of thing? Yeah. So, just say, hey, reach out to Amy. Hey, if you get an hour, I'd love to have lunch sometime. Or to me, or to anybody. The only one that's going to be weird about it is Lunchbox. <laughs> Surprisingly, I did have I I've had lunch with Lunchbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it went really well. Was it, he he feels like my older brother. Were you guys fighting that led to this lunch? No. Because that's usually the only no. reason that because when I used to make him a nod to go to lunch, <laughs> it was because they would fight so much. Like you guys have to, have to you have to go and spend human time together. No, it was just like um, he just feels like my brother sometimes. Like we always kind of argue in a sense like that. And you should box just, him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I tried. I attempted that. Mike, who do you think so, would win, her or Lunchbox? Really. I mean, I want to see that, like, straight-up boxing equipment. I think yeah, like, glo- and yeah. headsets. People are like, hey, I don't want to punch her. We were going to put he- helmets, uh, headsets on you guys, even with the mask on the front. It's your- Can you just imagine us in, like, our boxing gear, like, getting ready to gear up, and we have walkout songs? It'd our be awesome. program director, Gator Harrison, came in. Gator's super kind and gentle, and he was like, oh, yeah, you guys have to box. He's like, that has to be a thing. And I was like, wow, even you're... He's like, oh, yeah, that has to be a thing. I don't know why there wouldn't be a thing. Just because she's a girl, that's not a good reason. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Once I saw that picture she tweeted. About her, her, her I boxing? I was like, oh, she has them. She can do this. Yeah. Well, Morgan number two, thanks for hanging out. Wait, I have a question for you. No, I'm ready. Go ahead. What have you thought about me coming into this role? What have I, been I, your feelings? Well, I think you're pleasant to be around, and that's always the first thing for anyone in the room. You can't be in my room and not be pleasant for everyone to be around. And so that's always the first thing. Uh, because I'll find out all the uh, idiosyncrasies of your work ethic and um, so firstly, you're pleasant to be around. You put, because everyone in that room, Eddie, Amy, you, Lunchbox some, you're all way more pleasant than I am because one, I hate mornings. And two, I got so much going on. About, I have a show. I have to execute a show. Now I put myself in the position that I don't want anybody else to know. So everyone else gets to be a slightly more relaxed. I need them to be relaxed. Yeah. And to where I'm in and I'm you know, knee deep in what we're doing that day. So I don't have a lot of time to, you know, give handshakes and kisses, but I've done that to myself. I've, it's not something, it's something I've built from, it's the house I built. Yeah. And so you're pleasant to be around. You only learn someone's work ethic after you've been able to see it for a while. You're a hard worker. And also you respond to things quickly on text, which I'm like, Hey, I need this. And it's always, I'm, I'm away right now, but give me this much time. And so it's like, boom, because I'm very much like, frantic and I need this right now. Yeah. I'll talk to you. Okay. I haven't talked to you in four days, but I need this right now. Like I'm abs- I'm nuts. And so you handle my nuts pretty well. Yeah. How about that? What a yeah. phrase. Yeah. That is, there it is. Okay. You handle my nuttiness pretty well. Okay. And That's so, good. yeah. And the other, everybody else in the room likes you. That's a big part of being in that room is you have to be liked because we've just all been friends. And if you, they don't like you, 
if they don't like you, I can't like you. Yeah. Because I need you them guys to all, all be all like fit together. We're all our own weird piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And so no, I think you compliment it well. I think Mike D compliments it well. It's Mike doesn't do it. Mike D's just like a human lug over there. Not saying anything. But he fact checks everything. He makes sure oh, we're he always does doing a lot. good. You just don't know he does a lot because yeah. he's not saying anything. He's that behind the scenes. That's vital. He's writing games. He's doing all kinds of... Well, yeah, Mighty does a ton. But he fits because he's not... He's like the opposite of Lunchbox. Yes. <laughs> you know, and you have Amy and I. Kind of the opposite. You know, so... Yeah, it's, it's a room that fits. So I think you're pleasant. I think you work hard. Um, I think you appreciate it. Um, you get here before people most of the time. If yes. not all the time. You know, Most of the time. And you, you also days. realize you have something that you have to prove, not to me, but to the whole thing is that we've, we haven't even spent a year with you. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to pay your dues and you got to show up before people work a little longer than people because we've been grinding this thing out for so long. And so, and you know, um, just our web and our digital numbers have never been better. So you can, I'm also a data person. Let's look at data and let's see. So I think you're doing a great job. I wouldn't put you on the Bobbycast if I didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm firing this girl tomorrow. Yeah, th- yeah. Th- this is the, the Bobbycast where I actually fire you. <laughs> we just had to get it on air. So, I think you're doing great. Well, thanks. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that if I didn't. Yeah. So, I, I always tell Mike, though, I was like, I'm so nervous. I wish you'd ask me to have lunch or something. I'm nervous yeah. to... You know, me, yeah, man. I'm like, I just keep waiting every day. I'm uncomfortable to... to well, now I'm going to do that because we were both uncomfortable. Now, I'll make sure I do it. I'm always uncomfortable, so no difference for me. I'm all, I live in a land of uncomfortableness. The uncomfortable Saurus Rex, as they call me. Well, mm, what were you going to say? Anything else? Yeah, just that I'm going to do that now. Yeah, you should. But not I'm just to me, sure. just to people. You know, I wrote about that in my new book where it's, if someone reaches out to me and goes, hey, I got I to, let's hang out. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Probably won't, but I go, cool, I'll think about it. But like, oh, I also have a song coming out next week. I'm like, yeah. okay, now for sure I'm not going to, and I know what you're trying to do. Where if someone goes, hey, let's hang out. And I'm like, cool. What, what do you have going on? I'm like, nothing. I just thought we'd hang out. So I'm probably still not going to do it. But then I go, oh, they're just actually wanting to hang out. So the next time they say, let's hang out, or three times later when they say, hey, I have a new song, we check it out. I, I feel okay about that yeah. other than them just coming around when it's time to address something that helps them. And so what I wrote was, you know, there are people in your life that can, you can help and they can help you if you just maintain some sort of surface-ish relationship that exists other than when you need something, that when you do need something, it's so much more organic to ask for it. And it's not, it doesn't feel weird. It doesn't feel like you're manipulating. Well, at least know that when I ask you, I don't have songs coming out. I have nothing. She's like, hey, I go lunch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, can I get a raise? Uh, <laughs> I got literally nothing. So right. that, okay, wait. What is your word that you don't you don't like literally? What is the word that I'm supposed to say? You, no, you can say I have nothing because okay. that means the same thing as figuratively. I have nothing. You have nothing. Good. So if I ask you, I mean it. Okay. <laughs> then uh, I will see you soon. Yes. And by soon, I mean we're going to walk out into the studio over there and then do a little project. But uh, <laughs> Morgan number two on Twitter at WebGirlMorgan. Is that your Instagram too? Yeah. At WebGirlMorgan. There you go. Thank Thanks you very for much. Having me on. Yeah, yeah. This has been a what episode has this been? One ten. One ten. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody.